Good day everyone, you're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 57, Let the Record Spin. I'm your host Alex, and today I have the honor to have Cody as my guest on the show. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, man? Doing good, a little sweaty, but I'm going to make sure I move in the right direction so the sweat does not fall onto my mic. Other than that, I am dandy. All right, that's awesome to hear. Yeah, it's pretty pretty hot over here too, but I'm right there with you. We're going we're gonna to get through this. It's a sweat, sweat lodge episode. <laughs> Is that the new title? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Let the record spin in the sweat lodge. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, speaking about the episode, which is all about vinyls, we're going to dive right into that because we I'm sure Cody has a lot to talk about and I have a few things I can throw in there too. But before we do that, who is Cody? Who am I? Uh, I don't know. Just a nerd. I collect vinyl, obviously. I live over in uh, Vegas. I got a podcast i play DD, i play video games i'm a computer nerd i don't know just your average young adult nerd i guess is the best way to describe me i feel like i have the exact same description so we are the <laughs> <Perfect>. same person <laughs> but uh yeah yeah so you do have a podcast which is a great segue to my next question do you have any social media links that you would like to share right before the episode starts and we'll share it again at the end so people can have something to follow while listening um, sure. Yeah. You have the, my own Instagram and it's at monotone Cody. So if anyone wants to go to that, I have, uh, my, a link to my discogs and my podcast on that. And then if you just want to go straight to my podcast, it's chesstalk.podbead.com. And I think that should cover it. And what's your podcast about for people who are interested in podcasts? I'd be weird if they're not interested in podcasts and listening to this. It'd be a weird yeah. thing. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that Venn diagram exists somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's just, a, it's called Chess Talk Podcast and it's just me and my friend playing chess and talking about what's new in the week. Uh, usually it's about TV shows, movies, video games, music comes up quite a bit as well. So just kind of pop culture, just whatever we've been doing the past week. Just keeping people informed and while having a good time playing chess, just relaxing. So in that case, I'll just put the description or the link in the description below so people can go check it out. Even play chess while you listen to this podcast and then play chess while you listen to Cody's podcast while they play chess. Just try to copy their moves. (laughs) Oh, please don't. You're so bad at chess. (laughs) You will lose really quick. Well, in that case, we will both lose because I'm also very horrible. But today it's not about chess. Today is about your hobby. Well, chess might be your hobby as well, but today's hobby is vinyls. How did you get introduced to collecting vinyls? So as weird as it sounds, probably Tumblr is a big influence. Um, So I would just often see a lot of uh, music posts with people posting records, and I would just see these really like intricately colored records for bands that I liked. And I was like, oh, well, that's I didn't know vinyl could look so colorful or look so different and unique. And so that's kind of what like started it. And then I would say the biggest kind of the deciding moment is I took a trip over to L.A. with a couple of my friends to see a band called Touche More. And before we um, saw them, we stopped at a record store and one of my friends got a couple of records. And one of them was another band, uh, La Dispute, their album Wildlife. And it ended up being this like double LP that was a camouflage colored. So it's just this nice, good brown, gray, black swirl. And I was like, that's insane. And um, uh, I would say maybe a month later, that same person reached out to me and they said, hey, you know, I know you're kind of interested in this. I'm not really feeling it anymore do you want to buy my record player and whatever records you want for just 100 bucks flat fee and i was just like okay yeah <laughs> let me do it so i got the record player the lot of speed i got a touche amore record that i think he got at that show 
and a couple other uh, like pop punk records. And that was pretty much what started it. And then it's been nonstop purchasing records ever since. It's just like a snowball effect. Like you got the one, you're like, I just need to get more and more. Was that like the first Dude, time? It's so bad. <laughs> was that the first time that you were introduced to vinyls, or like when you were a kid, you knew about vinyls and were interested in them, or it was only later on in life? I think it was later on. Like I might have heard, like I've heard of record players and like people used to listen to music on records, but I had never really like seen one in person, um, except for if I went to like a CD store and they also had a record section. But no, this is the first time where I was really like engrossed in the hobby, the culture of it, I guess. And when did you start this collection? Uh, it was probably about five years ago. Um, five years and some months, I would say. Okay. And you still own the first vinyl, right? You didn't sell it back to somebody else. No, no, I'll probably, I'll probably, I don't know if I'll ever sell any of mine. I just, I don't know. I'm too attached. <laughs> and so you, you said the vinyl is pretty cool looking and, uh, do you, not only for style itself, do you collect any specific type of vinyl? It was say genre. Like for myself, I have a vinyl that's pretty cool. It looks like a like a what would you say a tie-dyed color style and mm, it's pretty yeah. cool do you have like that kind of style collection of visual cool vinyls and style of genre uh so yeah i mostly just try and get um the genres i like i have mostly like metal core and like a postcard core and a lot of uh, movie and video game soundtracks so i mostly just try and find either bands i like or movies or video games that i really like and then if the record looks cool that's just kind of a bonus for me um i probably will admit that I do tend to buy records more like it's I'm more likely to buy a record if it's colored or if it's a cool pattern than if it's just a regular black record because I'm the worst about that <laughs> hey yo if it attracts you you go for it um yeah. actually I have a record because I have a collection of probably around 400 vinyls a lot of it's from my grandfather he passed it down and one of the most interesting vinyls I have is a vinyl that teaches you how to ski <laughs> so it's just a recording of some instructor yeah. talking to you about it yeah exactly about the moves and how to do them and there's pictures in the back of how you could do it at home so my question to you do you have any very interesting strange vinyls uh nothing <laughs> like that i think you talked to me with that just right away <laughs> uh, like for me i honestly did not know that was a thing like, you know what i could learn skiing from vinyls i'll just bring it on yeah, the hill <laughs> i was gonna say do you know how to ski now Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I just brought that record player on the hill with me. So easy. So portable. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um, I, I don't have any like crazy recordings like that. I just have interesting vinyl like visually like they look different. Like I have one that's um, it's a uh, two 10 inch records, but they have like saw blade cuts around the circle of them. So they look just like saw blades essentially, but they're fully functional 10 inch records. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, I mean, that is an that's one of my favorite vinyls. I know that was um, another one of your questions. So that's on there. So I can get into that more then. Or if you want me to just jump right into that now. Hey, whatever goes with the flow. If it's the question for now, it's the question that's going to come now. What is your favorite <laughs> vinyl? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, I already mentioned the last few uh, wildlife. It's, you know, it's the first one. It's a really good looking one and it's a great album. And then that um, Sawblade one. That's uh, Under Oath. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with any of the bands that I'm mentioning, but it's uh, Under Oath's Lost in the Sound of Separation. Um, I found out about this collector's edition item shortly after the band announced that they were breaking up in 2013, and I saw it over on eBay, and it was only uh, marked up just a little bit, whereas I've seen it 
double, triple price at this point. Um, so I snagged it. And so, yeah, it's just this cool, great box set of a double LP. One's a red, reddish pink, and the other is a blue. And they both look like saw blades. And there's like a certificate of authenticity with like the number of pressing that this one is. And there's like a full lyric sheet with like different uh, concept art for the album. And just this, it's just this crazy package that I'm just like, this is probably one of my favorite. And then um, the third one, um, it's a little gimmicky, a little cheesy, but I think it's fun. And my girlfriend got it for me, actually. Um, it's uh, the Force Awakens soundtrack, but it's the uh, holographic edition. So if you uh, spin it and then you shine a light on it, the center where like the hole is cut, if you shine a light uh, right at it, uh, one of the records has the Millennium Falcon holographic that will show up and spin with the record as you shine the light on it. And then the other has a TIE Fighter that shows up as you just play the record. So that one, it's a John Williams soundtrack. I love the all the Star Wars soundtracks. And then just to have this extra little feature where if you're not really looking at it, you wouldn't know. But then if you just shine a light, it's just like, oh, wow, that's just this other really cool feature. It's pretty cool how they get really creative with vinyls. It's a simple device or a simple object to create or listen to music, but you saw blade, the holographic, are there any vinyls, not part of your collection, but you've seen online like, wow, I really want that one. It looks really cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's one that I've been eyeing forever. Um, it's another under oath album. It's, um, it's called a uh, define the great line and they just pressed it once and they haven't pressed it as its own album since and i don't know if they ever will but i see it go on ebay for two three hundred dollars so that one i'm like one day one day i'm gonna get a lump sum of cash i'm like okay i can finally <laughs> i can finally pay for it i can justify it who cares about responsibilities we need this vinyl right now <laughs> oh, god no i no <laughs> i would lose my apartment and my girlfriend in one quick purchase <laughs> retirement funds save it for later on <laughs> yeah exactly now for you speaking about retirement funds is a weird segue but what is the oldest vinyl you have? It's uh, another Star Wars record, actually. Um, my girlfriend, when she was up in uh, Bend, or Oregon a couple years ago, she went into a record store there and she found me a 1978 edition of A New Hope's soundtrack. So that is the oldest one I have. I All the other ones, I think, like if you check my discogs, are all like 2000s, 2010s, and then the 90s. And then there's just the one singular 1978 A New Hope uh, from John Williams. So... That's definitely the oldest one I have. That's pretty cool. I, I love the sound of vinyls, and I would imagine listening to the New Hope on vinyl would sound amazing. Oh yeah, no, it's just it just puts you like right into the like you're watching the movie. You're just sitting there, like sitting on the couch, and then it play and just like it's perfect. You can play while brushing your teeth, doing your cooking, cleaning. It's just it's just a song for everything. It's the soundtrack for everything. <laughs> Yeah. It makes you just feel like you're doing uh, the most heroic thing you're ever going to do that day. Picking up dog poop. You know what? Yeah. Boom. John Williams hit me up. <laughs> so do you ever transfer your vinyl sounds or songs to digital versions? So I'm, most uh, record players these days that are made have a USB input and output so you can plug into your computer and record. Do you do that or you just like the sound of vinyl and leave it as is? Uh, yeah, I've never actually done that. Um, I pretty much just get the record to listen to the record um, just because I think it's it's more of like a ritual kind of thing where it's just like, okay, yep, I'm putting this on. I'm going to listen to all of this. I'm just going to experience it. A lot of uh, albums do come with like a download card, though. So if I get like I pre-order a band's album or something, it'll come with the record and then they come with a download card so I can 
download it. So technically the vinyl does come with the digital version, but it's not like ripped straight from the record. Mm -hmm. And for you, do you notice a difference between listening to an MP3 version and listening to a vinyl version? No, because I do not have the best speakers to really help with that. Um, there are uh, every once in a while, like with a soundtrack or a band, I'll notice maybe like a slight difference in like the recording or like the ambiance or just like a different instrument that I couldn't pick up quite as well before. So that I would say is probably the most I hear difference, but I would need a nicer pair of speakers to really get like the full feel of the vinyl, I think. But again, that's a that's another purchase that I'm like, oh, I can't do it yet. Well, you know what? We got some listeners here. If you would like to give some speakers to Cody, I'm sure he would not <laughs> reject them, right? <laughs> oh, God, no, I wouldn't reject it. But I would be like, I'm not worthy. Please don't. <laughs> you have to just trade a vinyl in, in exchange. <laughs> it's yeah, a transaction. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I actually asked this question, but since it's all about vinyls, how big is your collection now? Uh, so I'm getting close to about 500. I think if you check Discogs, I think it's like 470 or 480. It's somewhere up there. So I'm a, about the same size that you are at. And um, when you store them, do you just put them on like on a shelf, neatly organized? Or do you also have like your favorite on the wall, just like in a some sort of like case? Um, I don't have any on the wall. I've definitely thought about doing that. I think when I finally get a house or something and I can have more room dedicated just to vinyl and records and things like that, then I would probably do that. But for now, it's all just um, these little like storage cubes I got off Amazon. They're just like two sided cubes and I can just put them in there and they have enough space so they're not cramped. But I think it looks nice. It looks cool when you walk in the room, you're like, whoa, there's a wall of records, essentially. And do you own any milk cartons to put the, the vinyls in? <sighs> no, I almost <laughs> did that <laughs> at the very start. But then I was like, this isn't sustainable. Like I can't, <laughs> I don't like 20 milk. No. So I wanted to, but no, it's especially now I can't imagine how many I would need to hold all of them. Yeah, of course. Of course. It's, it's cool. It's retro to have the milk curtains, but it's not practical. I completely understand. Yeah. <laughs> like I would do it as like a joke or just for like cred with people that do collect, but at the end of the day, I don't care that much. So no, I just want functional. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Now, for you, what is your method when it comes to purchasing new vinyls? Do you usually go online to buy them or you like to go in the store in person and listen to it beforehand? Um, kind of both. Um, I do like going into the store if I don't have one specific in mind, because then it's kind of like a ritual. Like you go in and you're just like, OK, let me check the new release to see if anything catches my eye or if anything I'm looking for is out. OK, there's not. Let me go and check the letters of the bands I'm interested in, see if maybe they have something of theirs. Okay, they don't. So like, it's just like a checklist in my head, like, okay, let me check all these different spots and see if something catches my eye or something I want. And if that doesn't do it, then it's like, okay, let me check the use section and see if maybe someone gave up something that I'm super interested in. And that gives you a chance to, you know, just spontaneously, you're like, oh, this kind of looks cool. I've done that before. I'm like, this is kind of a cool cover. And I'm familiar with the band, but I never listened to them. So let me just try and see how it sounds. So I like going in stores for that as it's kind of like a ritual of just, you know, let's see what happens. Let's see if I do find something. Maybe I'll find my holy grail. Maybe under oath to find the great line will be here used. It won't ever, but maybe. And then online is good when I'm like, I want this record. I know what it's going to look like. I want to pre-order. I want to buy it. And it's, it's probably worse for me because it's so easy to just be like, all right, boom, Checkout done. It's paid for. See you in three months. 
Do you have a specific website you like to revisit for purchasing online? Um, I have a couple. The main one is probably there's a site Merch Now that uh, has a lot of like the core bands that I listen to. And so I check that frequently. Um, and then there are a bunch of different subreddits. Like there's just straight up vinyl. That's a subreddit. There's vinyl deals, vinyl releases. There's a video game one like VGM vinyl. So when I'm in the mood to like buy a record or two, then I'd like check those typically and see like, oh, this one's half off or oh, look, this one's up for pre-order now. So sure, I'll buy it or hey, this video game soundtrack I've been really interested in is finally getting pressed. I can pre-order it now. So and you never sold any of your vinyls, right? Uh, I don't think I have. If anything, I've accidentally bought two of the same record, <laughs> which has happened a couple of times where I think it's a different variant. I get home like, oh, nope, I already own this. And so I would like go back to the store and just trade it in. But I've never like reached out to someone and sold them to someone else. OK. And has this happened to me a few times, but do you ever go to garage sales? And just see people selling vinyls. Uh, no, I don't go to garage sales too much or yard sales. I haven't. Um, I've gone to Goodwill looking for records, though. So that's kind of a similar vein and never found anything good there. But I've tried. And was there a vinyl that's like your Moby Dick, the one that got away kind of thing? Like you, you want it, but you just can't find it? Uh, there, um, there are a couple of uh, video game soundtracks where I was like on the fence of where I was like, okay, maybe... Let me see. Let me give it a couple of days. I'll decide if I want to pay for it. Okay. And then a couple of days go by and I'm like, okay, like I'm going to get it. And I go back and boom, sold out, never pressed again. So that's happened a few times and I've dealt with a heartbreak as I can. So would you say that throughout time you've learned to uh, not be an impulsive buyer or you're an impulsive? What's, what's your evolution of buying? <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it, but you're buying tactics. <laughs> My addiction. It's no, okay. it's not. It's a it. passion. It's not an addiction. <laughs> if this was, if that's an addiction, then me doing this is an addiction too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say I've probably become more tempered with it where I'm not like, oh my God, I need to get it right now. I'm like, okay, I can wait. If I really want to get it, sure, I'll get it now. But I stop and I think, and I'm like, okay, do I really need this? Now, if I don't get this record, is it going to be the end of my collection or can I move on and just know that one day maybe they'll repress it and I can live with that. So I think I've definitely calmed down. But yeah, that first year, it was like every week I was buying five, ten records. It's just online or going to record stores and it was it was bad. It was too much. <laughs> so UPS and FedEx were not very happy always coming to your door. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah, not like it was like every other day there'd be a package. My dad would be like, hey, you got one. <laughs> Like, thanks. He's got like his own little cupboard for you, just ready, full of vinyls every time it comes in. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Especially now that I don't live with him. Every time I go there now, it's pretty much like, hey, you got two sitting on the table. I'm like, oh, thanks. He doesn't thanks even say hi like, anymore. He's just like, vinyls. Like, okay, thanks. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> He's going to just start pointing as soon as I come in and I'll just never go right to the table. It's all body language at that point. Point. <laughs> yep, I know it's vinyls. It's not like he's not kicking you out. It's not pointing you towards food. He's pointing you towards the vinyls. <laughs> mm -hmm. We got a we got a good relationship. It's pretty solid. Does he collect vinyls too? Uh, no, I've asked him about that and he's, he's too practical. He's like, why would I want to have all these things? Like I can just go on YouTube. I was like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> hey, to each their own, right? Yeah, no, I know my grandma collects and she has a bunch of like Elvis and Beatles and things like that, but I'm not super into 
those artists that Beatles I'm not a huge fan of. So I've talked to her about it, but I just don't know if giving them to me and just I'm not the right owner. I wouldn't appreciate them the way someone that's a really huge Elvis or Beatles fan would. Is her collection as big as yours, bigger or smaller? Uh, no, I think it's pretty small. I, I don't think it's any more than like 20 or 30 records. And that's enough songs to go throughout the day. Oh, yeah. No, that's plenty for most people. And for yourself, what would you say is the best part about collecting vinyls on a personal and emotional level? Um, it's just um, for me, it's just being able to, you know, get home. And if I'm just like, OK, I'm not going to go on the computer. I just got to you know, do some chores. OK, let me just throw a record on or if I'm working on D&D &D, and I'm like, OK, I really got to focus and just write my campaign. I can't be on the computer because I'm going to go on Reddit. I'm going to go on YouTube. I'm going to get distracted. OK, I'm just going to go in the living room, put on a record, sit there with my laptop and just write. So I think it's it's helpful to keep me focused because it's like, OK, I can't finish until I'm done with the record because I don't want to I want to listen to the end. It's like a commitment. Like I put the record on, like I'm listening to this. And so I think that is kind of what I use it for a lot is just focusing and just good background noise to doing other stuff. Like you mentioned, like cleaning or cooking. And then for me, it's just like when I need to focus or study, like, to me, that's the best. And it's just kind of like a relaxer. Like I know, like it's just a comfort background noise. No, I completely agree. I sometimes put it on as well when I'm just doing normal chores or just relaxing. My wife does the same thing. She puts on jazz music on the on the record player. Mm. Um, you mentioned D and D. This is an odd question, but do you, did you ever use your like your vinyl collection? Let's say the Star Wars vinyl for like an epic scene in D and D. So I actually um, I got the Lord of the Rings, Two Towers, and Return of the King soundtracks on vinyl, and I did use those. Nice. Um, and it did actually help the mood quite a bit. There was actually, I did not time it or anything, but um, I was describing a scene in the game and they just happened to be fighting a bunch of spiders. And we were on the section in Return of the King where it was She Loves Lair. And so just boom, perfect timing. All of a sudden, everyone was super uncomfortable with the song and they didn't <laughs> like the fact that there was a spider that they were fighting. So that was probably like the most, the best serendipitous moment with record playing and D&D. &D. It almost sounds like some people got chills when that happened. Yeah, no, one of the players is like, nope, I'm done. I'm leaving. <laughs> so, nope, you know what? Here, I'm dead. Here, just take my character, take the sheet, take everything. I'm, you know what? I don't, I don't want to do this. The music is too creepy. Yep. Yep, you got me. <laughs> and what would you say was your biggest challenge when you first started collecting vinyls? Uh, I already mentioned it. It was spending too much money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe I thought like maybe the first big challenge was actually finding the vinyls, but no, yeah, collecting or spending money. Yeah, it was the same thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like I knew I, there's a local ish record store here called uh, Zia records. Um, and so I knew I've been to my friends there to get CDs and I knew they had records and I would just, once I started collecting, it was just, I would browse all the different subreddits and I would just be like, boom, 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 that, that, that. And it was just, I just had to learn like, okay, I need to slow down. I stopped buying so many. And so you said you slow down, you stop buying so many. So what is your new challenge today? Uh, now it's storage. Just the fact that I have so many and I'm like, okay, I need to do something with them. I need to move them. I'm actually moving apartments and my new apartment is on the third floor. So it's Ooh. like, okay, yeah, I need to, okay, I can take the records out and the movers, they can take the record storage. That's fine. But now I have 400 plus records that I need to take from my car all the way up third floor. They can't all fit in my car. So it's just like a, all right, a logistics kind of thing. Like, and then once I get them there, it's like, where am I putting them? How am I going to arrange it? So it's 
definitely storage and making sure it doesn't become overwhelming or like too much. Yeah. And carrying around 400 vinyls is pretty heavy, especially <laughs> even for a car. They, they're very light, but when they're grouped up together. Yeah. No, it adds up like quicker than you realize. Because even when I would add like a record storage cube, I would have to take some out and then stack the new one on and then put them back in. And it's like, I take out 15. I'm like, oh no, I can't. I'm just going to have to slowly let them down. And then, <laughs> all right, let me take five at a time from now on. Did you ever have a vinyl that broke on you? Uh, thankfully, no. And that I think it's because I'm so um, scared about moving them or having like movers move them. I'm always just like, nope, I'll do it. Don't worry. And I've had a couple get warped because uh, if they get delivered like in the middle of the day and they're just sitting in a mailbox all day, I do have a couple that have like a pretty gnarly wave on them. And you can watch as the record spans. You could just see the needle just kind of like going through the wave. So that kind of hurts because it's kind of out of your control. But no, I've never had any like break or chip or anything like that. Okay, well, we're knocking on wood that hope we hope that it does not happen. Yeah, yeah, no, seriously. Uh, I saw a video a couple months ago of this guy on YouTube. I think it was trending at one point. He tried to do a mold of a vinyl. I don't know if you've ever mm. seen this video. And then he tried to recreate a vinyl with like some silicone and some other things, and it didn't come out well. Would that be something you'd be interested in trying out one day, like just for fun? Uh, yeah, if I had the equipment, 100%. I've seen some videos of people, like I've watched different like record pressing plants. I can't remember what the name is, but like I've watched videos where they press vinyl and I think it's super fascinating. Just like they put the mold on and then I, I watched one video where they press like a splattered uh, vinyl record and they put like little like ink beads into the mold and then when they squish it, that like smeared it across the record and that gave it like the splatter kind of effect. And I know... I've seen there's some video online of someone making a vinyl record out of chocolate, and I'm pretty sure I've watched that one too. So yeah, if I had the option, I would totally work at a plant that did that or gave me the option to do that. I feel like if you did make it out of chocolate, you would appreciate it for half a second and then eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, oh, wow, it can play. And then I'd be like, all right, cool. That's yeah. done. <laughs> As it's rotating, you just take a bite out of it. And it's like, oh, why is the song skipping? Oh, right, right. Yeah. I took a chunk out of it. <laughs> Uh, so ha has collecting vinyls ever helped you relax when you're feeling stressed? So let's say not necessarily just listening to them, but like just the aspect of collecting them, going to buy them. Is that like a Zen process? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. When I'm there and just kind of tune out, you just kind of forget about everything and you're just kind of flipping through, especially like in store when you're just going through and like you just have the method of just like got one hand holding them up and then got the other hand just kind of like flicking them one at a time and you're just going through and you're like, nope, nope. Oh, that one's interesting. Let me pull it out. Nope, nope, nope. So, yeah, no, it's definitely like a very soothing process to me. And on the contrary, has it ever stressed you out? Thankfully not. Well, I guess I'll take it back. I have gone to a, <laughs> yeah, I've gone to a record store day uh, once. I don't know if you've ever done that. No, no, no. But there is a record store near my place. I've never been to a record store day. Um, so it happens. I know it happens on Black Friday and then it happens like at the end of April, usually around the 20th, and it's just a day where record stores put out like uh, special releases, limited editions, or never been pressed before, things like that. And one year I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And I got at the record store, I think at like 6 or 7 in the morning, they open at 10. And I just sat there and I waited. I wasn't even the first person there. I think I was like 10th in line. 
And so that was kind of stressful because once it opened up, it was kind of like a frenzy of everyone rushing to try and find the records because the store like hid them throughout the store. <laughs> it's like a treasure um, hunt. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> a treasure hunt where people want your treasure. <laughs> so that that was stressful, but that was a one time thing. So I would say in general collecting. No, it doesn't really stress me out. Good, good. At least you get to relax and enjoy the whole process and you don't have vinyls flying to your face because that would be stressful if they're just <laughs> flying around like you're in the store and people are just throwing them. I, that's not, that does not happen. That doesn't happen. <laughs> no, God, no. I would, I would cringe and I would take them out of the store and be like, you, no, don't, do not. <laughs> Actually, on that note, what are some do's and don'ts when it comes to collecting vinyls? Um, don't touch a record if you have like greasy fingers or if you touch just touched food just handle vinyl with care um do put them in like uh dust sleeves i guess if you want to keep the cover art like pristine and you don't want the record to end up getting a bunch of dust just from sitting there on the shelves it's best to just get these dust sleeves um if you have to place the record or if you have to place the needle on the record manually like you don't have a record player that does it for you just be gentle with it because I've seen people just lift it up and then just drop it right onto the record. And that hurts. People say you should clean your records, but I think that's only if you use them literally every single day and like you're wearing the needle out. But I think for the most part, you don't need to clean your records because that's a whole nother process and tool set that you need. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I actually had a friend once who just dragged the needle across the vinyl oh my god yeah, exactly <laughs> and i'm like what are you doing oh Just, no you couldn't see but i literally shuddered when you said that that's yeah. terrible <laughs> so that's also a do not do not drag the needle across to change songs no yeah just if anything just pick up the needle and just gently put it down a little bit for it don't just skip oh no do not be gentle with the vinyl and the vinyl will last you a longer time yes uh, for you, what would you say are some misconceptions about people who collect vinyls? So I think most people probably think that people that collect vinyls are just complete audiophiles where like they have the $1,000 record player and the $1,000 stereo system. And then they have the $1,000 headphones that they can only listen to records this way. And digital music is dead. It is not the right way. Or CDs are dead. Like records is the only true way. I think that's probably the only misconception we'll probably have about vinyl collectors but i don't know i think that's kind of blown out of proportion and most people that i know that collect are like me and they just like supporting bands that they listen to and they like just having the novelty of like i really like this movie and i got the soundtrack and it has cool cover art no no i completely understand yeah it's it's like a physical thing to have in your hand it's like oh cool i have a part of history yeah exactly it's like this was physically made and i'll always have it if the internet dies in 10 years or whatever there's a huge fallout it's like I still got this record yeah the <laughs> record will not be deleted <laughs> could you just imagine one day just boop, pop, pop out of your hands oh. like oh god <laughs> uh if that if that happened to you would you start over or would you give up Ooh, you know what <laughs> i would start over i would definitely do it really I, yeah it sounds weird but i do i have my collection right now i do have a lot of classical music and also um a lot of like uh songs from my grandfather but not a lot of like new songs Pre pretty much anything before the 80s i have <laughs> and just listening to classical music is so soothing for me for just relaxing my wife likes the jazz aspects so 
Uh, yeah, no, it's just cool to have playing in the background when you're doing house chores. You don't have to put it in your pocket. You don't, you can't worry about losing it because it's pretty big. You just let it run. And yeah, no, I, I probably wouldn't make it as big, but yeah. I would definitely give it a shot. Yeah. So, I mean, I would probably do the same. Like I'd probably just get like under 50 if I were to start it. Like if they were all gone tomorrow. Yeah. I'd probably get maybe 50 of my favorite and then be like, all right. That's it. I'm not going through that pain again. Yeah, no, I completely understand. And uh, what would you say collecting vinyls has taught you in life? <laughs> it's, a, it's the theme of this episode. It's money management. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't want to keep harping on it, but literally it was just like, okay, you cannot spend this. You, you don't have a good enough job to keep buying as much as you are. Yeah, it's money management. Vinyls kind of look like <laughs> giant coins. You just got to mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. know how to manage those giant coins <laughs> but after all these years of doing it it sounds like you do know how to i wouldn't say control yourself but i mean in a sense Kinda, control I, yourself <laughs> yeah no i'm i'm okay with it i know what i am um, yeah yeah just controlled and just knowing like i don't need this i want it but i don't need it so i'll wait that's that is what it's taught me it's taught me you know don't be impulsive i guess is a better way to put it you know, you know what? I was in the same sense. Uh, like I just started getting vinyls in a batch. I'm like, oh my God, I have a collection. Let's mm-hmm. get more, more, more. Mm-hmm. And then I started looking at my shelf holding up the vinyls. It's on a glass <laughs> shelf and the glass is Ooh. bending. And I'm like, you Ooh. know what? I should slow down a little bit. <laughs> maybe, maybe just a little until I figure this out. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I still have the glass shelf. I'm just waiting for one day for it to break. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to present your hobby to the world or use it as an escape from reality? Uh, I think I'm pretty open about it. Like I mentioned, it's on my um, Instagram. I probably post pictures about records more than anything. And if you go on my Instagram, it's the first thing you see. You see the Discogs link. So, no, I'm pretty open about it. I think it's a cool hobby. And if people are interested in it, they should definitely look into it. Because like we've talked about, like it is a good way to relax. And it is like you have this physical thing from the band you really like or the movie you really like. So, I don't know. I think people should be exposed to it. And be interested in it okay good and it's not kind of like a follow-up question to that and i think i already know the answer but you know what it's a podcast about interviews i have to ask questions uh do you have <laughs> any word of advice for anybody who might be interested in starting a vinyl collection um so it's not going to be money <laughs> <laughs> that's what i was expecting <laughs> no i gotta i gotta keep you on your toes it's uh make sure you know like how you're gonna arrange it make sure you know okay i have the room and I have the record player and like you want to start getting into it. Even if you're like, I only want a couple, that's fine. Just make sure you go in with the, like the right mindset. Like I'm not going to go crazy. I just want this or I want to get this genre. Just, you know, figure out what you want to get out of record collections, I guess, is the best way I would put it. That's what I would tell someone if they're starting out tomorrow. I'd be like, okay, what do you want to do? What are you trying to do? Do you want the biggest collection ever? Okay, that's cool. Make sure you're ready for that. Do not get glass shelves. <laughs> no, get something sturdy and is not shatterable. Just put them on the floor, stack them up. That's a bad way of collecting them, but <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah, that's another uh, don't. I forgot to mention that. Like, don't put records face down and stack them that way. Mm-hmm. Make sure they're standing like upright because you will bend your records that way too. There you go. Put them vertical, standing up, standing strong. Do not mm-hmm. stack them on each other because the pressure could ruin them. Yeah. 
And I know you mentioned this at the beginning, but I'm going to ask it again. Do you have any social media links that you would like to share with the listeners? It can even be websites like or subreddits or anything that you could be or that can be useful and you want to share. Even your podcast, if you want to throw that back in. Um, sure. I mean, if you've listened to me this long and you're actually interested in things I'm talking about, then yeah, I'll throw out my podcast again. It's Chess Talk Podcast. Uh, you can go to chesstalk.podbean.com. And then boring thing out of the way for records, uh, I would definitely check out the Reddit slash r slash vinyl subreddit. Um, there's also the Reddit vinyl deals and vinyl releases subreddits. Those are probably the most useful, I think, especially if you're already familiar with Reddit. I think that's probably those. Yeah, I think those are the best places to go. If you're either interested or you're already familiar and you're trying to grow your collection, I would definitely go those places. Perfect. I'll put all that information below so people can find it, click it, and at least uh, they'll get a visual of who Cody is and get to learn more about you. I'm sure they learned a lot about you during this podcast, but you guys should go check out his podcast and just learn even more because knowledge is power. That sounds really bad. It's like a cheesy <laughs> like thing you do see on the back of like an old Coke bottle or I don't know. It's <laughs> yeah, but yeah, learning more is always good. Um, so if you've listened to a few of my episodes, I throw the question back to you. Do you have any questions for me about collecting vinyls? Yeah, I came prepared because I did listen to a couple of your episodes and I was like, all right, I got to I got to get him. Um, so do you have a favorite record? One of my favorite records actually would have to be a Harry Belafonte record. Oh, OK. Yeah, no, I grew up with that because my half my family's from the Caribbean, so Harry Bonafonte, my grandfather, was big into that, so I got that and from him, so I listened to that every now and then. I got my wife hooked on it, but I also have a gramophone from my great-grandfather. Wow. So, this, for people who don't know, a gramophone is before record players, well, yeah. and then you have to crank it up. Oh, God. And I have a vinyl from Frank Sinatra on there. Oh, my God. That's crazy. See... I, I'm not even like a fan, <laughs> but if I could get that, I'd be like, yeah, please. That's crazy. That's a really cool. Yeah, it's like a, it was a portable one, too. It's like a little suitcase. So it's cool. Oh, my God. That's insane. The needles are pretty beat up because they're from like <laughs> 1920s, 1930s. So it's yeah. it's almost 100 years old. So it's a little broken now, but I would have to go get it fixed. But I've used it a few times and it was just the sound was just so raw. It's so pure as in like you could feel the age of it just coming out like scratchy and like. Oh, my God. That's cool, though. Like that. That's an experience. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take a picture of it and send it to you so you could see. Oh, please. Yeah, please. The vinyls themselves are a lot smaller. I think they can only contain like one song at the time. <laughs> so they're essentially like singles, but these huge. <laughs> Two singles, one on one side, one on the other side. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, no, like collecting vinyls is such a cool experience and. Yeah, they get pretty creative on how they make them. So it's always cool to see what they're going to come up with next. Yeah, and what like the next edition, I guess, of vinyl is going to be or if this is it, if they're just going to stick with records and that's the last physical music media that they put out. You know what? I have a feeling it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. I The 2010s, it definitely blew up again. Um, do you like... Do you ever purchase records when you got a state or when you're on vacation or anything like that? No, that's see if I sometimes I do look at vinyls from different places, mm -hmm. like when I'm just casually going to see Japan or 
anywhere around the world when I did. I didn't travel much, but when I did go. But my only concern is coming back with it. I was so scared of breaking it. Yeah. That's my only concern. Like, I'm like, oh, this would be great, but it's only the first day of my holiday. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to be like rough with it. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I, um, I've done that a couple of times just cause I was like, oh, like, you know, I'm in this new place. This is a cool memory to have of this place. Like I have this record here. And then, yeah, when I take it back either in the car or on a plane, I just wrap it with as much like clothes or like a pillow or whatever I can. I just try and stuff around it so it's i know it's safe oh you wouldn't bring it in your carry-on you would put it in your suitcase wow that's brave yeah no i've i've probably done it more than i should but i haven't gotten burnt on it yet so i'll keep doing it <laughs> well how many would you put in just uh out of curiosity uh, the most the most i ever bought out of state or something like that was probably three so not like i'm like coming home with 20 <laughs> no i would never do that you got a separate suitcase just for violence <laughs> <laughs> i came prepared well, that's awesome. Okay, so that gives me a little more confidence if I ever do travel again, or sorry, when I travel again. Yeah. Cody <laughs> assured me that I should be safe. I, I can Cody proved you. your money back. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So uh, uh, hopefully on the next trip, I'll bring something back pretty interesting. I would love to have like something from a different country. That'd be kind of cool. Like I just bought it from there. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be insane. Or just, yeah, something from like Japan. You mentioned that is like a, a Japanese record, just local there, like doesn't matter if I'm interested or not, just like to have this physical thing from there. And like it was recorded there, purchased it there, and it's just all the memories that would go associated with it. Exactly. It's like my dad used to travel to Japan for work and he would bring back uh, Game Boy games from Japan. Mm. I yeah. played them. I had no idea what they were saying, but I really enjoyed <laughs> it. So it kind of be like the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Luckily, my wife speaks Japanese. So yes, I have a translator. <laughs> perfect so she can pick a good one for you exactly exactly so uh yeah there you have it another body with a hobby thank you so much cody for coming on and learning teaching me about vinyls and teaching the listeners about vinyls and sharing our crazy vinyl stories about skiing about packing about the saw blade hopefully you did not cut your finger while listening to it but, but just the overall experience thank you so much man Hey, uh, thanks so much for having me. This was awesome. So once again, if you want to learn more about Cody, go check out all the links in the description below. They're going to be easy to click. You just move your mouse or your finger over it. Click, boom, you're there. And if you want to be on my podcast, all you need to do is send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. And I'll be more than happy to have you on. And of course, if you think this hobby is going to be helpful for anybody, by all means, share with them because... You know what? They may be going through a hard time and listening to vinyls can be a solution. It can be very helpful, relaxing, soothing. And if you have a saw blade vinyl, just don't put your finger near it and you'll be okay. <laughs> the hologram. Don't throw it super hard. Yeah, do, do not throw it super hard. Yeah, it's not a tool. You cannot use it in that manner. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Take care. <laughs>